You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hi, everybody. It's Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I've just eaten a pizza and it was, it was, oh, it was all right. It wasn't the best pizza I've ever had. It certainly wasn't the worst because I've had some pretty bad pizzas in my time. Let me tell you, I'm from England. We're not known for our food. Well, we are known for our food. We're known for it being kind of bad. So imagine, like, imagine the, the, the different kinds of pizza that I've had in England. I used to live in Liverpool, okay? That's, that's an area of the world which is famous for some things, but pizza is not one of them, okay? Now, I used to eat pizza quite regularly because I was a student in Liverpool. There was a little pizza shop down the road, and we used to go there sometimes because we couldn't be bothered to cook, and so we would just go down and get pizza. And the pizzas were very small. They were probably about, oh dear, how big? Something in the region of 20 centimetres in, in diameter, which is not very big as a pizza. And the toppings were very limited. I remember that I used to eat spicy beef a lot, which is basically just a, a pizza with some... I, I, I imagine it was beef. I mean, now that we know um, about the, the, what goes into meat in England, it could have been anything. I mean, it, 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 there was probably a bit of horse in there as well, let's be honest. Um, but they called it spicy beef. So it was basically just like a little pizza with sort of meat sprinkled over the top of it. We 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 assume that it was beef. Who knows what it was? It could have been horse. You know about the horse meat scandal? I think I might have talked about it before on Luke's English podcast. This is a scandal which um, rocked the United Kingdom um, over the last couple of years when it was discovered that many beef products that were found in very common supermarkets contained not beef but horse meat <gasps> oh my god now on one hand that is a terrible thing because you know you pay for you pay for beef you want beef and if you've realized that they've, they're putting horse in there you're not getting what you paid for um, you also might think it's horrible to eat the, the flesh of a horse oh no but in fact really a lot of cultures eat horse and what's the difference, really, between eating a horse and eating a cow? I mean, they're both animals, aren't they? I mean, is a horse higher up on the level of, of status in the animal kingdom than a cow? Maybe it is. So some people were horrified by it. Um, but actually, if you look at it, the, the, the horse, horse meat, is actually considered to be very good meat in many places. I mean, for example, in France, they, they value horse meat quite highly. In Japan as well, they eat horse meat, and it's considered to be very high quality meat. You know, it's more, um, what's the word? It's, it, it, there's less fat in, in horse meat. It's more lean, that's the word. It's, it's, it's a lean meat, it's not very fatty. It's good quality meat. So really what the, was happening in the UK with the horse meat scandal is that British people were getting upset that the the quality of their meat was higher than they expected. You know, like we this this is an absolute outrage because we need to try we need to stop this high quality meat invading our supermarkets. We want only the the poorest quality beef in our 
lasagnas. Anyway, um, so anyway, I just had a pizza and it was average. It was an, it was an average level pizza, considering the the terrible pizzas that I've eaten in England and the good pizzas that I've had in places like Rome um, and also in the United States. They do some pretty good pizza there. So I've had I've had some good pizza. I've had some tragic pizza and I've had some average pizza and I just had one of those average ones. You might be thinking, what was on it, Luke? What were the toppings? It was basically, you know, your standard margarita, that's cheese and tomato, with um, a bit of mushroom and some ham added. Um, I think, ideally, I would have had some green pepper on there as well. That, for me, helps. Now, I did add some chilli oil. That's olive oil, which has got red chilli in it, so, like, hot chilli oil. I, ha I always add chilli oil. Helps to make it hot, right? I like that. I like a bit of spice. Ideally, I would have had some green pepper in there too. Um, the thing about pizza is, when you're choosing your pizza toppings, in my opinion, it's very easy to overload the pizza with toppings. Okay? Some people think, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have a bit of ham, I'm going to have some cheese, I'm going to have mushroom, I'm going to have mozzarella, I'm going to have some pineapple, I'm going to have some tuna, I'm going to have... Uh, some, some, um, let's see, I'm going to have like uh, some, I'll have like 20 red roses, I'm going to have um, like YouTube on there as well. I mean, you know, people can overload their pizza with too many toppings. In my opinion, keep it simple, maximum three, okay, maximum three toppings. Don't have more than one type of meat on there, just keep it simple, a ham or or maybe a, a pepperoni and mushrooms, maybe a, some green pepper because that's quite sort of fresh and crunchy vegetable, maybe a bit of chilli, and that's all you need, isn't it? Just keep it simple with the pizza, that's, that's the best thing. So anyway, I've just had a pizza, and I'm going to digest that during the, this episode. Um, and anyway, I, I, found my, I saw my microphone here on the table, and I thought, it's time to do another episode of Luke's English Podcast. I could have done a number of episodes uh, instead of this. I could have done one about British comedy. I've got things lined up for something about Monty Python, Alan Partridge and other things. I could have done something really, really, really useful about l memory techniques and mnemonics for learning English words and English spelling. I've got that lined up as well. That's kind of planned and ready to go. I could have done that. I could have done um, the introduction to an interview with an Australian friend of mine, um, which I did recently. I interviewed an Australian friend. He's a really interesting guy. He's a journalist. He's interviewed lots of interesting people, including Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays um, Sherlock Holmes in the Sherlock Holmes TV show, Sherlock. I interviewed him, and I've got two two episodes featuring this Australian journalist friend of mine, which are ready to go. Um, but for some reason, I just picked up the microphone. I thought, I'm just going to do one of those episodes where I talk in a slightly random, slightly rambling way and attempt to tell a story, just make up a story off the top of my head, just ad lib it, you know, just improvise a story. And I did that because that's just what I fancied doing, okay? It's Luke's English podcast. I can do whatever I want. And I want to do many different types of episode, 
And sometimes I feel like doing the more academic ones. Sometimes I feel like doing the vocab ones. Sometimes I feel like doing the interview ones. Sometimes I feel like doing the cultural stuff like teaching you about British comedy and things like that. And sometimes I just fancy just kind of trying to make up a story and just to see what happens, okay? I think that's exciting and interesting. I know that these episodes are not for everybody. I have different types of people listening to Luke's English Podcast. Some people listen because they want to, you know, learn specific things and they've got, you know, like a, a, a certain view of what they want. Some people email me and they say, why don't you do, like, podcast about the IELTS test or about job interviews? And I could do that. But, um, and, and I, I probably will eventually, but just for now, tonight, this evening, I've been working all day and I've just had a pizza and so now it's time to just, you know, have a bit of fun on Luke's English Podcast. But it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like this. Some episodes will be like this, some episodes will be a bit more organised and a bit more focused in terms of like teaching you really useful things. But this one, in this one, I'm just going to relax and try to improvise a story for you, Okay. Um, so if you're a fan of like the pink gorilla episode or the talking dog story, it's going to be one of those. Okay. So let, just to add a bit of sort of drama to this, um, what you're listening to is me attempting to just make up a story as I go along, which is quite hard for me. Um, I don't want Luke's English podcast to be one of those things where it's just me showing off about how good my English is. So I need to throw in some challenges uh, into into this to make it more difficult so that you know like the um, there's a bit of equality between me and you okay now I'm assuming that you listening to this um, you're listening to this because English isn't your first language and you're attempting to get to grips with the language in some way um, I'm assuming that right now obviously English is my first language but um, I want to I want to get on the same wavelength as you and so to do that, I'm going to kind of try and make it a little bit harder for me. Um, and I'm going to force myself to improvise a story. So I think it's time to get started. Don't you? Yes. Yes. Yes, Luke. Yes, I do. That's you. That's your voice. You've got a fairly limited vocab. All you can say is yes at this stage. I'm sure you can say more. Um, let's see. So hello, listeners. How are you? We're absolutely terrific. Thank you, Luke. We are we are majestic today, radiant. Wow, that's good. Your your vocab has improved quite a lot. I think maybe that's because you've been listening to Luke's English podcast, and that's just the general effect of of, of listening to this show. Um, right. So good, good then. Good, good, good. Right. I'm going to tell you a story today, and uh, I've got a vague idea of where I'm going to go with the story. All right. I've got a vague idea. Um, I just need to tell you one thing before I start. I just need to explain something just to help the whole thing work, all right? So let's see, I'm gonna tell you uh, about a phrase. Um, it doesn't really directly relate to, the, uh, to what's gonna happen in the story, I expect, but you need to know this phrase in order for the story to make some sense at the end, okay? I don't wanna build it up too much. Um, because um, it could be a massive anticlimax at the end. But nevertheless, you do need to know this phrase in order to kind of get an idea of where I'm hoping to go with this story, okay? So the phrase is, I've found God and I'm a born-again Christian, okay? Now, you might be thinking, what? Let me explain, 
It's just a phrase that uh, people say sometimes. To find God, that means when you, let's say, some, some people, they go through their lives, they're not very religious, and then one day they find God. That means that uh, suddenly they, they, they get faith in their lives, right? They suddenly realise that they believe in God. So they find God and they become a Christian, right, at that stage. To find God is to be converted to Christianity. And these people who kind of become Christians later on in life, rather than being baptised or christened as a child, they sort of discover God later on in their lives. Sometimes they're called born-again Christians because the moment that they find God is like the moment when they are born again, they start again. So a born-again Christian um, is someone who's found God and they've suddenly discovered a whole new lease on life. Okay, now now don't worry, this isn't going to be a, a, a sort of um, uh, religious episode, exactly. I just need you to know that phrase so that when we get to the end of this story, it's going to make vague sense. Okay, good. Um, Alright, so I'm going to start the story in just a second. You're probably thinking, come on Luke, get on with it. Alright, I will in just a moment. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was that... Uh, yeah, I'm making up this story, but it is based loosely on a joke. The joke, if you tell it normally, would will take about two minutes. I'm going to try and make the joke last for the whole episode. I don't know how long it will be. We'll have to just wait and see. That was a bit of poetry there. I'm a poet, and I didn't know it. I don't know how long it'll be. We'll just have to wait and see. See, the poetry has already begun. I know that um, in the future, people are going to kind of discover these episodes of Luke's English podcast and they're going to study them and it's going to be like the new Shakespeare or the old Shakespeare or something you know they'll be like wow even he even added rhyme rhyming the magic of rhyming into these episodes I was a he was a poet and yet he didn't even know it right it's time to begin the the story and um let's see now I you might not know this, you might not realise, but I used to be a prawn. It's true. I used to be a shrimp. Um, and, uh, you know, I used to live in the sea in another life, not in this life. Um, obviously, now I'm a human man. But uh, I used to, in a past life, I used to be a prawn. You know what a prawn is? A shrimp? Um, you get them on pizzas sometimes, unfortunately. I don't go for the prawn-based pizzas myself, but um, anyway, a prawn, it's like a little uh, crustacean that lives in the ocean, right? They're pink, um, and uh, people eat them, right? Yeah, okay, you know what I mean. They've got eyes that stick out on little stalks, little black eyes that stick out. Some people don't like to eat them, because when you see a prawn on your or shrimp on your plate, it looks like the shrimp is looking at you with a sort of accusatory expression on its face like how dare you how dare you eat me i'm just an innocent little prawn and some evil fisherman pulled me out of the ocean and put me on this plate and now you're going to eat me how dare you you know they do look at you with that kind of um attitude but um anyway i used to be a prawn in a past life um I must have been a pretty good prawn because obviously I was I was reincarnated into a man and not just any man Luke from Luke's English podcast 
So I must have been a good prawn because I, I got reincarnated, which um, I do wonder about. Um, I mean, how, what, what does a, you know, the concept of reincarnation, this is basically the idea that uh, when an animal dies or a person dies, they come back in another life. And because of karma, because of like the law of karma, if you lead a very good life, a very moral life, then you, when you come back, you can be reincarnated as a higher level being, okay? And if you continue to do good things and lead a very good life, you keep being reincarnated as a higher level being until eventually you reach a kind of ultra status. You kind of, um, you, you, you get promoted to the European Champions League of, of consciousness, let's say, and you get to Nirvana. Not the rock band, but just a general state of perfect perfection, right? Um, that's the goal, um, if you believe in uh, reincarnation, that kind of thing. So, um, which does make me think, um, if you do get reincarnated, I mean, like, let's say animals, like even animals very low down in the hierarchy, right? What does a, what does a worm, for example, have to do in order to be reincarnated as a higher level animal? You know, what, I mean, how, how many moral choices does a worm really have to face on a daily basis? Is the worm kind of going, oh, shall I, shall I sort of eat this bit of mud or that bit of mud? You know, if the worm eats this bit of mud, is it going to just come back as, a, as like a, an amoeba? Or if the worm eats that bit of mud, is it going to graduate to becoming like a caterpillar with legs or something? You know what I mean? And like, what is the hierarchy? Is it that some animals are higher on the hierarchy than others? For example, dolphins. You'd imagine a dolphin to be pretty high up on the hierarchy, wouldn't you? Um, but, you know, are they, are they higher than, than like a dog or, or, or what, you know? Like, like who decides the order of the animals in this hierarchy? Anyway, never mind that. I used to be a prawn until, you know, I was reincarnated as a, as a human. Um, I'm assuming that I was a good prawn and I'm assuming that being a human is considered to be better than being a prawn. I don't know. I don't know how many prawn rapists there are, for example. I mean, humans can do pretty bad things. Um, who's, who says that humans are the best? Maybe prawns are as good as it gets because they're not out there doing kind of um, bank robberies and things, are they? No, they're not torturing each other in concentration camps. No, they're not. So maybe the prawns are the good guys. Anyway, never mind that. I used to be a prawn. I used to live in the ocean. I was happy. I was really happy as a prawn. I had a good life. I used to swim around the coral reef, um, just sort of swaying around in the water. It was beautiful. It was a great time. Uh, I had a family. I had like prawn friends. Um, we used to kind of go swimming. It was, it was really good. I mean, we Obviously, we had to go swimming. As a prawn, swimming is not a hobby, is it? It's not something you do just for fun. It's like, what should we do this weekend? Um, let's go swimming. So, like, okay, well, we're already swimming. How do we go swimming from this position? You have to, like, swim out of the door, swim to the swimming baths. Maybe for prawns, like, the equivalent of swimming is to just jump out of the, the sea. And just to be in the air for a bit. Maybe that's the equivalent of swimming for a prawn. It's just sort of like flying through the air. 
I don't know. I don't think so because we don't often see prawns doing that, do we? No, we don't. Um, and anyway, I, I, I used to have a lovely life as a prawn in the ocean and uh, I had a best friend. His name was Christian. That's right. Best friend called Christian. Christian was a good prawn. Really, really very good prawn. Me and Christian, we used, to, we used to be the best of friends. We used to spend lots of time together. Uh, I used to have a family and, um, you know, I used to go to prawn school. Um, good times, great times. Anyway, once I was just sort of like hanging around by the coral reef with Christian. Just hanging around by the coral reef. And uh, Christian and I decided to just go off and just go swimming out into the ocean. We did that sometimes as an adventure. Let's see what we can find. We'll probably find some water, right? Um, so we, we went out swimming um, in, the, in the ocean and we used to see like jellyfish and l other jellyfish, just lots of jellyfish really. It was mainly jellyfish, that's what we used to see. But one day we came across this, um, this little area down on the seabed a little area down down on the seabed there and um there's a few little stones and things and there was this little stone house this little stone house someone had made a little house of stone and so we we swam over and we're like, oh this is nice little stone house um you'd imagine that that would be built by a person but no it, it the owner of the house swam over and it was this sort of long fish long fish with like whiskers and um it was a cod, right? A cod, you know, like it's a type of fish. If you, go, if you eat fish and chips in England, it's probably going to be cod or haddock. So it's just a very fairly common fish. But there was this long cod there and he swam over to us and he said, Mmm, hello. He had that voice, okay? Mmm, mmm. He sounded a bit like maybe some other characters that I've done on Luke's English podcast before. Mmm, hello. Hello, little prawns. How are you? And we said, oh, hello, uh, hello, Mr. Cod. We're, we're good, thanks. We're fine. We're having a lovely time swimming around the ocean. I like your house. That's nice, isn't it? Mm, yes, so I made it myself. That's interesting, Mr. Cod. I wonder how you made that, considering you don't have hands and it's, it's, it looks like it's designed to be used by humans. I mean, that design, the front door, the walls, the windows, that really does suit... A human being so it's interesting that you you built that mm, yes you ask you ask lots of strange questions don't you um well just curious anyway mr cod i'm we've never met you before um how do you do i'm i'm fine thank you you haven't really worked out the voice for the for yourself yet have you mm, no no i haven't okay okay mr cod shall i just give you a couple of minutes so you can work out what kind of voice you have um just Christian and me, we'll talk between us and we'll let you think about what kind of voice you have so that, I mean, we imagine that you might play quite a large part in this story. So I think that, um, I think you should probably work out like a consistent voice and a voice which not only you enjoy doing, but that you can actually do. Okay, so just think about that, Mr. Cod. Um, I know this sort of breaks the narrative uh, of the story, 
but I think it's important to get your voice right. And the cod goes, mmm, mmm, mmm. He's just thinking, mmm, just thinking like that because he hasn't worked out his voice. So I said to Christian, this cod guy is a bit weird, isn't he? Doesn't have a normal voice and just lives out in this little stone house all on his own. In the, at the bottom of the sea like this. is a bit weird. Normally cod hang around in groups. Maybe this is a special cod. This must be a special magical cod. That's the only solution. Um, since we don't know anything else about him, we can only assume that he's a magical special cod, right? Um, and at that point, the cod came back over and I said to Christian, I hope that he's worked out his voice. I hope that he's worked out the voice. He, he really should just choose a voice, but he really he needs to probably have a voice which is sort of magical in some way. And Christian turned to me and said, um, "This is this is the first time I've spoken in this story." And and I said to Christian, "Yeah, that's true, isn't it? You haven't spoken. God, you need to have a voice as well." And Christian said, "Well, can't can't I just have the same voice as you because I'm a I'm a, I'm a prawn as well, so." you know, same species, we're probably going to have a similar voice. And I said to him, well, yeah, you say that, but like humans, you know, we're all the same species and we have many different accents, don't we? All sorts of different accents between the humans and they're all the same species. And Christian said, aye, right, aye, that's true, isn't it? Well, I'm sort of, okay, okay, I'll work on it. I'll work, okay, right, I've got it, Luke, I've got it. I'm going to be slightly northern, okay? I'm just gen sort of generically northern, maybe from Manchester, something like that. I'm not too different to your voice, but I'm just different enough for it to be noticeable because I'm a little bit northern. Maybe a bit of a stereotype. Maybe some people who come from the north of England, Manchester, for example, might be listening to this thinking, oh, that's a slightly uh, stereotypical northern accent. It's, uh, it's not very specific. To do, to, to do a, a, a decent regional UK accent, you've got to make it very specific. And that's just sort of broadly northern, isn't it? Um, okay, Christian, good. You've got your voice. Now, oh, look, here comes the cod. And um, let's make... Okay, let's, let's ask the cod a, a question again. Let's hope that he's sorted himself out. And the cod came over and we said, Hello, cod. So, how are you feeling? And cod said... And the cod said... I'm I'm fine, thank you, and I've decided that I've decided that I'm going to speak in this kind of voice. Okay, good. So ah, I see that you're a couple of prawns. That's fascinating. Prawn and another prawn two prawns, in fact. Shrimp. Another word for you, just in case the listeners hadn't identified that couple of shrimp. Okay, now then. What can I do for you, couple of prawns? Shrimp. I, one of you is called Christian, I believe. I did pick that up. I was listening. The other one, what's your name? <clears throat> and I, I took this as an opportunity to introduce myself. And I said, hello, Mr. Cod. My name's Luke. And I'm Luke the Prawn. Um, <clears throat> in the future, I'm going to become Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Don't ask me how I know that. Uh, I just do, uh, because, well, okay, I, I, I looked in my tea leaves, I was drinking tea one day, and I looked at the tea leaves at the bottom of the cup, okay, because you can tell the future if you look at tea leaves as they rest at the bottom of your cup, you know, when you've finished your tea, uh, never mind the fact that this is in the ocean, and it's impossible to drink a cup of tea under the sea, and prawns, well, they haven't really developed the ability to 
drink tea um, at this stage. But nevertheless, I was drinking my tea and I looked at the tea leaves and I could see quite clearly uh, a prediction of the future. And in fact, the tea leaves had arranged themselves in the form of a sentence. And the sentence said, you are going to become an award-winning podcaster for learners of English and you're going to tell some ridiculous stories you're probably going to alienate some of your listeners in fact if you were slightly more business minded you'd probably focus your your talent more effectively in order to reach a broader audience and then put advertising on your website in order to make some money and then you'd be able to keep doing this but you're you might do that eventually it's just taking your time the thing is you seem to enjoy doing these slightly ridiculous ad-libbed stories uh, just to appeal to a, a narrow margin of your audience but that's fine that's what's going to happen so I read all of that in my tea leaves that's how I know that in the future I'm going to become Luke from Luke's English podcast and the card said well that really is fascinating that is really interesting now let me tell you something Mr. Mr. Luke and Christian it's uh, it's it's very fortunate of you to come through these parts not many not many of your kind do venture out to the stone house where i uh where i have my magic temple and christian said magic temple it's what are you talking about you've got a magic temple and the cod said yes yes christian i have a magic temple because i am the magic cod and when he said that suddenly beams of light came from behind him and just for a moment it was really impressive this cod just sort of started glowing with this amazing light and we christian and me were like wow that's amazing you're the magic cod the magic cod that we've never heard about and the cod said yes well you you may have never heard about me but i'm immensely powerful and um and I, and I said to the cod really tell us tell us all about your powers and the cod said i have the power to grant you one wish one wish and i will make that wish come true you can think of anything you want and it'll come true and i i turned to christian and said this is amazing christian it's amazing he's going to give us a wish and he's going to turn true christian turned to me being skeptical he said to me well, Luke, um, to be honest, I, I get a feeling that this story's going to go, well, it could go bad. I imagine that you're going to wish for something, and then that thing's going to come true, and it's going to cause various problems, and in the end it'll be resolved in a slightly contrived punchline of some description, probably involving the fact that I'm called Christian, and that that is a cod. I expect that that's going to be part of the punchline and that some of the listeners have already worked it out maybe the clever ones uh the ones who haven't managed to work it out they'll probably keep listening and then get it in the end and it'll be slightly disappointing and i said to christine christine you really do know how to sort of raise the the interest uh, and raise the excitement in an episode like this don't you christian sarcastically you see and and i said anyway I'm going to, I'm, this is my chance to wish for the thing that I've always wanted, Christian. The thing that I've always wanted, you know? And Christian said, what, you mean to, uh, to become a shark? To become a big great white shark, like that movie Jaws? And I said, yeah, exactly. I've always said, haven't I, Christian? I've always said I'd love to be a shark. Because they're the rulers of the sea, aren't they? The sharks, they're the coolest fish in the ocean. 
the Sharks. They're amazing. They're movie stars. People are, they get respect from, from humans. Sharks are definitely the coolest. And Christian said, well, to be honest, I, I prefer killer whales myself. I think they're cooler than sharks. And I said, never mind your killer whales. No, it's all about sharks. So I turned immediately, immediately <clears throat> tried to speak English. It's difficult to speak English when you're a, when you're a, a prawn. You don't, you know, it's the mandibles. They get in, in the way of, um, you know, being able to pronounce words effectively. So I turned to the cod and I said, I know exactly what I want, cod. I know the, the wish. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. I want you to turn me into a shark. I want to become a, a big, a great white shark. I think it would be amazing. I'd love to go and impress my friends and family with my, you know, all my power and my big sharp teeth. They'd be so impressed. Everyone's going to be impressed. All the all the girl prawns are going to fancy me because I'm going to be this big, awesome, dangerous shark. Everyone's going to think I'm amazing if I become a shark. And the cod said, Then your wish is my command, and you shall become a shark. And there there was like a big, suddenly a big wave rolled through the ocean. And I, and, and immediately... I got this sense of power. Immediately, I just sensed that I could just rule the ocean. I looked around. I looked. I swam around. Suddenly, I got the sense of speed. For the first time, I was able to swim at massive velocity with very little effort, due to the amazing aerodynamic shape of my new shark body. I swam around a few times. I swam around, swam around the cod and Christian. I swam around and around and around, and I swam in, and I came up to the cod and Christian. I said, "This is amazing! It's amazing. I feel so powerful. It's incredible being a shark. It's absolutely amazing." And I looked down at Christian and the cod, and they were both terrified. You should have seen Christian's little face. You should have seen his little prawn face. He was looking up at me with those little eyes on sticks, looking up at me just terrified at this massive monster that I'd become. Absolutely terrified he was. And I said, what's the matter, Christian? It's me. It's me. It's Luke from Luke's English Podcasts. I'm just a shark. It's it's better. I'm better than I used to be a prawn. And now I'm a shark. Isn't it brilliant? And Christian just looked at me terrified. He couldn't even speak. He was so scared. And he just shot off, just flew off as fast as his little prawn legs could take him, he just disappeared. I was like, Christian, well, Christian, wait, where are you going? But he'd gone. And I turned back to speak to the cod. The cod had disappeared. No trace at all. No sign of, of, of that fish anywhere to be found. I looked inside the little stone house, this pointless stone house, which didn't really impact on the story at all. I looked inside, nothing. The cod had gone. Suddenly, I was alone. I was an awesome predator fish, but I was on my own. And I thought, well, there's only one thing for it. I better enjoy my time as a great white shark. And let's just, let's have a bit of fun with this. But I'm not sure I like it because, well, I didn't like the way Christian responded. That's a bit funny. Maybe he's just sort of rushing home to tell everyone about how brilliant I am. Yeah, that must be it. He must be just so impressed and he's gone to tell everyone. That'll be it. So I thought, okay, well, it's probably just a good chance for me to just get on with the story. Um, and so I just swam off into the ocean. I thought, this is it. This is brilliant. I can do whatever I want. I'm a shark and I'm badass, okay? I'm 
like sort of I'm the I'm like the terminator of the ocean. This is brilliant. And I swam around and I, I saw in the distance a few a few fish. I thought, I know, I'll go over. I saw some tuna fish. I thought, I'll go over there and I'll impress these tuna fish. Because, you know, I like flirting with tuna fish. Because the tuna fish, they're quite good fun. So I went over and I swam over to these tuna fish. And I was like, hey, tuna fish, check me out. I'm a shark. And the tuna fish took one look at me and just disappeared in the other direction. They just swam away as fast as they could. I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait I wanted to... I wanted to flirt with you. I'm a, I'm a shark. It's, you don't need to worry. I'm, it's just me. It's Luke from Luke's English Podcast. No? And the, but the tuna fish were long gone. I thought, I'm not sure I'm enjoying being a shark. This isn't much fun. People don't seem to get it, you know. They think that I want to eat them, don't they? So I swam off a little bit more and kept swimming. And then in the distance, I noticed... Um, I noticed... You know, you can see the underside of a boat. I noticed a boat. And swimming around this boat was another shark. I thought, hello, what's going on here? Another shark. Brilliant. That, this shark's not going to be scared of me. The shark's not going to swim away. So I swam over to the shark. Swam alongside it. It was a big shark. Swam alongside it. Started talking to it. And the, the shark turned to me and said, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean? I'm just, I've come over to talk to you. I'm friendly. I'm just a friendly shark. He said, don't give me that. I'm working here. All right, I'm working. I'm doing shark work. I said, what do you mean, shark? What do you mean you're working? He said, I'm, I'm on a job. I've got a job here. See up on that boat. Up on that boat. On that boat, there's a film crew. You've got Steven Spielberg on that boat. I'm working. All right, I'm in a movie. It's like, what, really? Are you filming... Are you filming Jaws, the Steven Spielberg film, in, which features a shark in a, in a famous role? And he said, yeah, I am, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm a jobbing actor. I work in, in movies, and this is a big one, let me tell you. That's Steven Spielberg. It's going to be good. Richard Dreyfuss is up there. This is, this is a big role for me. I don't need you coming around spoiling it for me. This is my job. Now get out of here. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is kind of tough being a shark. I can't make friends with other sharks. My prawn friends don't want to talk to me. Tuna fish, who normally are such a good laugh, don't want anything to do with me. And at that moment, I decided I'm going to swim home. I'm going to swim home and find out what's going on. I swim home. So I swam all the way home. It didn't take long because I'm a shark. You know, you can swim fast. I swam home and I, I, I found my little prawn village. And I swam towards it. And I could see as I approached... I could see all the prawns just just sort of disappearing into their homes. They took one look at me coming and they just all disappeared. I swam to Christian's house and, yeah, because he lived in a house. I swam to Christian's house and, like, hung around, swam around the house saying, Christian, it's me, it's Luke, it's Luke. But I could see Christian just peeking out of his window with his little eyes on stalks. And he, he didn't want to come out. And I was like, it's Christian. Christian, it's me. It's Luke. He still didn't want to talk to me. I went to my family home and I knocked on the door. Don't ask me how I did that. I just knocked on the door with my fin. Okay. And um, my dad came to the door and he's like, son. And, and, and I said, yeah, it's me. Yeah. And he said, that's, you're not my son. I said, well, of course I am. It's me. It's Luke. You're not my son. You're a big scary shark. Now get out of here. And he, he told me to go. 
and this is heartbreaking really heartbreaking stuff and I thought this is terrible being a shark is rubbish no one likes me everyone's scared of me no one wants to talk to me and other sharks just feel competitive this is terrible I want to go back to being a shrimp I just want to go back to my simple life of being a prawn with my eyes on sticks and lots of legs pink I want to be like that again I'm going to go and find that magic fish so I swam off into the ocean I swam and I swam and I tried to find it trying to find the fish it took me ages and i just kept swimming and i kept swimming and eventually after it must have been like minutes of swimming swimming after like really difficult uh, process of trying to find this magic fish finally i found that little uh, unnecessary stone house at the bottom of the sea and there was the there was the cod there it was and i swam over like slowly awkwardly you know tentatively sort of swam over like i'm just a friendly shark i'm not i'm not going to try and eat you i'm fine don't worry don't worry about me and i kind of got within sort of shouting distance and i said to the to the fish oi oi look i know you're a magic cod you're amazing you're brilliant but please can you do me a favor can you turn me back into a prawn please can you do that for me because being a being a shark's rubbish oh it's terrible I'm just really unpopular. It's it's awful. I know that I can swim fast, and I've got millions of years of evolution behind me, uh, which makes me very efficient as a killer. And I've got like lots of teeth. I've got like a whole row. I've got lots of sets of teeth, which is pretty cool. I've never had this many teeth before. And I do want to eat some surfers. Um, but anyway, could you turn me into pr a prawn again? Because this is this is no good. And the cod said. Okay, as I told you before, your wish is my command. And he turned me back into a prawn. And immediately I just felt very vulnerable, just in the ocean, just suddenly vulnerable to other predators. And I swam down to the bottom of the sea and I sort of managed to say to the fish, Thanks a lot! I appreciate it. I'll pay you back. I'll buy you a pint. And, uh, and, I, and immediately I went back to my prawn village. And I, I kind of crawled along the bottom of the ocean until I got back to the prawn village and I got to my best friend's house and I got up to the door and I knocked on the door and he opened it and I said to him I've look look it's me I've found cod and I'm a prawn again Christian and and Christian said to me really really Luke really is that what all this was leading up to this just a chance for you to say that terrible punchline which I imagine some of your listeners didn't really notice and may not have even picked up on. Can you, sorry, can you say it again, Luke? And I said to him, Christian, what happened to your accent? And he, and he said, never mind that. Tell us, the, tell us what you just said. And I said, Christian, uh, I've, I've, I found cod and I'm a prawn again, Christian. I'm a prawn, prawn again, Christian. And Christian said, Luke, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, and because... That that kind of contrived joke is well, it just doesn't work. Okay, people probably wanted a pink gorilla story. They didn't want a story, a stupid contrived undersea tale about a bunch of crustaceans in a pointless adventure with no human drama in it at all. I mean, the basics of a story should be that there's some sense of human drama. Who cares about some prawns? No one. Not no humans care about prawns unless they're the main characters in a Disney Pixar uh, um, animation, 
Okay, um, that's the only situation in which human beings uh, from around the world are going to care about the fortune of a prawn, even if it's you in prawn prawn form. Basically, I think it's the eyes, because something about the eyes on little black eyes on sticks just means that we don't care about them. And I said in response to that, I said, "Look, Christian, you're cynical. You're a cynic. You might not realise that some of my listeners have understood." that this is a joke, and that essentially this is a joke on the phrase that I've found God. Yeah, I know, I found God and I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian. We all got it, and no, no one liked it. Okay, Luke, and now this is just becoming, um, it's just becoming awkward. And so I said to Christian, well, yeah, that, that's as may be, but the fact is that I'm not a shark anymore, okay? I'm just, I'm a prawn again. What, Christ, are you a prawn again Christian? Yeah, I'm a prawn again Christian. And if you don't want to take it seriously, that's your problem. But I'm back now. I'm back, Christian. And I'm... Your, your best friend is back. Okay? I was a shark. I was an awesome shark with teeth and fins and evolution. And I gave it up. And why? I gave it up because I wanted to be back with my best friends. And you, you turn around to me and you, you pour scorn all over my joke. So what if it was a joke, Christian? The fact is, I gave up being a shark in order to be with you. How do you feel about that? And Christian said, oh yeah, yeah actually, now you say it, you're, you're making me feel a little bit, a little bit ashamed and emotional. And oh, it's just good to have you back. And we, we hugged and... And that was it. It was the best friends were back together again. And we said, hey, tonight, let's go out. Let's go out down the prawn pub and I'll buy you a pint. And we'll invite the cod because I owe him one. And we'll all have a pint and everything's going to be fine. And that was the end of the story, ladies and gentlemen. And so that genuinely is the end of the story. Um, and I, I wonder what you thought of that. Some of you might decide, I'm going to transcribe every word of that. Um, in order to help the world and then you know because if you do that if you do transcribe that then um, you'll probably graduate to a higher level um, of, of consciousness in the next life you know because it's all about karma doing good things and then being reincarnated as a as an you know an excellent person either you will sort of reach nirvana or you will just become you know, someone really great, you'll, you'll become like a, a Nobel Prize winning physicist or, or something like that. Maybe that's what'll happen. So do the right thing, ladies and gentlemen, and um, just sort of uh, share with your friends and maybe transcribe a few minutes of the episode. Uh, and that's, that's it. I think what I'm going to do now is um, stop doing this one. And I'm going to now um, go back to my computer and um, and I'm going to uh, upload this episode, and then you'll be able to listen to it. And then after that, I'm going to focus on doing some genuinely useful episodes of Luke's English Podcast. That's it for this one. I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, it's goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can just go to the internet. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>